Previously on the Call of the Flame. Can I help you, sir? I followed your father's path. He killed Ruadu, chieftain of the tribe of gods. I carried his gift, his fire. Since the death of Ruadu, his powers have left this world. What's your name? Toro. Myrtle. Myrtle Dandyfoot. I'm Iriklas. He's Genkuo. We accept your job offer, wizard man. You wanted to know how Dad killed a god, so you could do it again. You and I both know that we need to consult the spirit world. This girl is a powerful weapon against the coming of the Deep Cob. We must use her. Uh, you're right. Bree! You lying party Are you ears. listening? You said you were going to help me. No, you can't go. You don't have a choice, girl! Run. They will never stop using you if you do not. No one is going to give me answers, so I'm going to get them myself. I'm going with you. Do you know where we're going? A dragon. Okay. <laughs> I beg your pardon? The Call of the Flame, an audio play. Chapter 7, A Dragon's Gift, Part 1 of 2. She left! Who left? Oh, and the land, who else but Bree? Where would she go? Do any of you know? Achiwo, how would I know? I didn't see her. Neither did I. I would have said something. God, the red-haired girl that came, search for her. But where is that Hafin, the one you entered with? Myrtle? Hafin, where are you? Orc, have you... Oh, it makes sense now. Orc, you don't look bothered. And he saw her last. Taruk, what did you do? <clears throat> what did you tell that girl? Where is Bree? She's gone. Northeast of Bella, past Burry, where our voyagers made port, Bree and Myrtle journey on one of the stolen carriage horses to the land where it all started, to the Windland Kingdom. The winds carry a chill over the grassy fields, and the sky lacks in blue as the country nears the end of autumn. Myrtle, I did not ask you to follow me where I'm going. You could go home. I know that. It's not as if I haven't been dwelling fondly on my hearth and my garden, and a good supply of pipeweed. But what kind of friend would I be if I turned back now? I have a code not to harm, and leaving you might do some harm. Alright, but I do ask, if you have a plan, please let me know beforehand. I won't have any more surprises, and no more mystery potions either. Sounds fair enough. We girls have to stick together, don't we? I suppose so. Is this the Windland Kingdom? I think so. We just passed the Stream of Bones. We're in the country now. You've been here before? Oh no, I'm a barmaid. Not exactly well-traveled. You don't act like it. Well, one of us has to play the part until we can. And Father always described these lands to me. And made me feel like I was standing there with him, among the standing stones, splitting the breeze on the land where the tribe of gods walked, the place beyond wave and wind. I've heard of that place, an island protected by Encanta magic. 
guarded by the children of Duina, the Nine Fae. No one knows where to find it. Your father must have been a keen adventurer. So, tell me about dragons. They guard the spirit world? Oh yes, they exist in both the physical and spiritual worlds at the same time. The Magni can send letters through the spirit world by burning them. But they can only visit once they've mastered their fire with them. Um, oh, what was it called? Let's see, let's see. Um, no, not that. Sambania, the spirit root, and breathe in its vapor. But not before they've met a dragon that approves of them walking about in their home, where all the worthy souls rest. They're also a good flavoring for breed. Oh, the root, not the souls. So, how does one court a dragon's favor? The book doesn't say. You're a Magnia, supposedly the last one. You can't be too picky, right? Um, why are we doing this again? When bodies of Radu's believers are burned, they go to the spirit world, along with their ancestors and all the dead Magnir. The dead have no use for me. Maybe I can get answers from them without getting stepped on or strung along somebody's cock and bull scheme. Maybe the spirit world can tell me. Why me? Why do I ever do his power? And where? And what? Nothing. What will you do after this is done? I suppose I'll get back to work. At a tavern or inn somewhere. Be a well-traveled barmaid someplace. Let me give you a hand. We're going to ask around in that town over there. I doubt many farmers have seen one. If a dragon has crossed your path and you made it out alive, where would you share the story? At one of my mum's picnic gatherings. Though if it were too dreadful, I'd quietly keep it to myself. <laughs> well, it won't be a picnic, but you may want to still keep to yourself. Where the grassy fields meet stone and river lies a collection of homes of stone and driftwood of water mills and round rocks shaped over the years by the running river. Wood spokes fence off the settlement, and an armored individual serves as its guardian. Oi! Stop right there, you two girls! What business do you have here in Riverbottom? Who are you here to see? Oh, we're merely lost, and looking for direction. No one, eh? Then turn on around and go somewhere else. I beg your pardon? It too could be sick for all I know. A great pestilence has made its way to the countryside. The town council has decided to turn away all ye strangers before it comes. So be off, you two. We're not sick. Yes, and I can cure people. <laughs> you little pipsqueak. No, no, you lie. I can vouch for Myrtle. She cured my friends of poison oak with tea. I, uh... Couldn't you really? We are lacking in a... Proper herbologists in these parts. Why? Are you in need? I... yes. Yes, I do. I, um... I frequented a tavern in the city, and I, um... I've been having this, uh... itch. Oh. <laughs> oh, this ought to be something. An itch where? Here. Oh! Oh. Oh. Well, um... I think I can... Does it, um... Burn when you... Oh, I. Like the fires are roaring as hell. Then I think I do have something. Uh, ah, this ointment relieves pain and cures itching if you rub it on the... Uh, um... The... Itch? Ooh, well, that's good, that. 
cause any trouble. Thank you so much. Thank you. Never to talk about this again. This is definitely not one of Mum's picnics. Stay beside me. Excuse me. Pardon, have you? Madam, please. Boy, over here. Boy, let me buy you a drink, love. I ain't thirsty, you cur. Oh, I've got the coin, love. <sighs> I can think of ways you can repay me. <laughs> Gods, I wish I could do that back at Finn's Tavern. Um, Ray? You still don't know how to put it out? <gasps> oh, bollocks. <sighs> um... Can I have a water? Any word? None yet. Our guards have searched the whole city, and the land surrounding it. Not well enough! This was his doing! Where did she go? Do. You. Know! Lay your hand on me and lose it, unwizard. Guards! I order you to arrest this orc. Peace. I am sure that you and your men have done what you can. Keep looking. She is already long gone. I know it. So not only did you lose the boy I sent to watch her, but you made us lose the girl as well. I lost no one. You just chose poorly. He followed her for his own gain. Not for her sake. Just the same as you have led her. My own gain? What I am trying to do. What I am trying to do is for the good of us all. Not for her. She will have nowhere to run that is not ravaged by a war we could have prevented. Neither will you. Then I had better get a head start. Viladius, is it? I know you're very busy at this time, having lost the girl we went through so much trouble to keep alive against sorcerers, undead men, giants, sirens, vicious knights, pirates, and very stern innkeepers, and deliver in one piece to your door in exchange for about... Uh, what was it, Genquo? One hundred gold. Yes, one hundred gold each. Total. This doesn't concern you, orc. I told you we should have made a contract. <clears throat> yes, well, in any case, we were promised gold for bringing the girl here. You may have lost her, but we still held up our end, and we deserve fair compensation for our troubles. Many, many troubles. <sighs> Very well. Come. Come, I will pay as promised. Oh, thank the gods. Orkman? Dwarf. You don't look like you're coming with us. I did not come for the pay. I came to get far from Workingar. Never mind the pay, but there is no need to strike off on your own. There is plenty of room and work on our ship. With us. Any ship I sail is damned to sink. And I will take the two of you with me, whether by land or sea, sword or stone. Farewell. Jinpo, come on, I smell gold.
pardon me. Sorry about earlier. Don't trouble yourself with the fire. Uh, Twas a... We're, uh... In a circus! Yes. Yes, yes. We're performers for the, um, festival in town. She's a fire dancer! Yes, I am a fire dancer. I just need to get better at the, um, the dancing. Anyway, that's not important. We're here to find wrong. <laughs> Go home, you damned girls. You're scaring my patrons. I beg your pardon? Nothing to do with magic tricks, you hedgeborn little runt. I'm talking of punishment of seeing them dragons of these lands. Or were you born yesterday? Hedgeborn? And the punishment is what? Pain of death, you damned girl. His Highness King Arjun's boy decreed it. Then no one provokes the wicked fire breathers to come out of their cave and rain smoking death in our peaceful towns. So I have no more talk of dragons, or I'll find a cell sort of lock you our way. Maybe we should look elsewhere. Find another dragon, or uh, another way. Pardon me, ladies. That fire was just a magic trick. Move on. Of course, of course. But I didn't come to you for that. Damn it. Look, whatever you I can take you to Nurang the Black. Let me guess. And in return, you want... Mm, we can discuss pay later. I was heading in that direction already. Hmm. A moment alone, please. Of course. Bree, what troubles you? I don't trust him. But if worse comes to worse, I can summon fire, and you can command deadly animals. And if he leads us to Narang, it may all be worth our time. What do you think? He hasn't called me any names. Fair enough. Very well. After you. Take us to Narang. Natalisa, Natekosa, Natesa, Geisa. There, as promised, fifty gold each. You, Acolyte, see them outside. Pleasure doing business with you. Good luck with your... Uh, whatever it is. Um. Mr. Wizard. What do you want, Dwarf? I... Uh, how much to bring the girl back here? <coughs> what? <coughs> More peace. Nothing. I'm sorry, but we just won't spare any more coin. We can work for less this time. Not me. To tell it truthfully, Dwarf, I don't think Bree will want to. I, you do not know her. I journeyed with her, watched her powers grow, grew quite fond of her, too. I believe, if given the chance, we could talk to her. Who is this we you're speaking of? What you seek... I cannot give you. Go back to your home, young dwarf. Were that I had one. Miles from the watchtowers, the barmaid and the halfling are led through a barren stretch of land, its grassy hills and wooden homesteads long since reduced to gravel and ashes on their path to the land's end. Above the black stone, with a winding kingdom and the sea, lies the deep gash in the cliff, the cave of Nurong.
Over there. I'll go no further. This is your last chance to turn away. Both of you. Father faced more dangerous things than dragons. His blood flows through my veins. I'm not afraid. Good, because dragons smell fear. Move slowly and do not surprise it. Speak loud and clear, for they are sometimes hard of hearing, but they are too proud to ask a question twice. And no matter what, do not tell it your name or the land from whence you came. Not a hint. Are you sure you want to go alone? There is no other way. for so much gold. Can't be bothered to at least clear the skeletons out. Here goes. Narang? Heim? Uh... I'm a Magnir. The last Magnir. I'm sorry. I don't know the etiquette for calling on you, but I come for counsel. That's something you do, is it not? Are you there? For goodness sake, are you even real? Did you die along with Radu? Well, maybe it's better not to face a dragon after all. Gods, what was I thinking? I'm no better than Dad. Well, I suppose while I'm here, I may as well take some gold. I could retire to a cottage far away, where no magnir or sorcerers ever bother me again. Daggers for teeth, swords for talons, wings the span of a mountaintop, and still, creatures will come to poke and prod, with weapons or words, oblivious to their impending incineration. Putting it back! I'm putting it all back, I'm sorry! I just thought- You thought my treasure... unguarded? Well, you were hiding. Huh? <laughs> Silly little word. <coughs> More smoke than in a tavern. Not just smoke. I am fire. Your skin, under your scales, they're glowing red. You're... 
Little creature, I was born and molded in flame. My soul burns hotter than the forges you dull things used to make your dragon-killing swords. I was conceived to do exactly this. And I thought myself empowered. You know nothing. Did you know your gold is melting? Whoa, whoa. Not so close. Not so close. Who sent you to me? That you come willing as a lamb. What makes you think that? Scores of men have dared approach themselves, as you do now. All looking to gain from me, one way or another. Your tail! Watch it! Kings to compare my wealth to theirs. Hunters to conquer the greatest prey. Scholars to ask the truth from an ancient soul. But I have never in all my ages seen a maid come freely, not tied to a stake, offered as a sacrifice as if girls taste any better than kings and warriors and sages. Stop that. So I ask. For which man's gain did you come, little maiden fair? I'm here for no one but myself. Is that so? Do you think yourself brave? Just tired. You're tired. You woke me from my nap. Do you know how a dragon feels when awoken? <laughs> Peckish. I don't suppose you have any tea and cakes to offer while we chat? I should be picking your bones out of my teeth by now. I'm a Magnir. You lie. I do not. There are none left. And when there were, they were only men. That sounds like them. I want nothing to do with their order anyway. I can prove it. Ah. Now you see. I carry Ruadu's fire gift, like you. Like me? You dare liken your meager little spark to my breath pyre? <laughs> A pity you humans age in the blink of an eye. You can only hope to master your spark shortly before it is snuffed out. I can summon my fire just fine. You lack control. Yes, I do. Liar. Your feelings, your heart. It can light your palm and fingertips. But you know not of how it can control you just as you control it. Impulsive, stupid worm. If you leave your attitude unchecked, if anger were to overcome you such as it never has before, your inner pyre will consume you. But isn't that why you helped the Magnir? To teach them control? You opened the door of the spirit realm for followers of Ruadu. Or have I heard wrong? An ignoble chore left by our divine father, looking after his pathetic stepchildren. We were his first and best beyond compare. Is he... 
Do you know where? Ruadu is not in the spirit realm, wherever the old fool may be. Not in the spirit? What do you mean? I exist in both worlds, little worm, and he is not in either of them. But that's where souls of his followers go, isn't it? And if he's not there, then... What does that mean? Here is the part that bores me. Before you may enter the spirit realm, you must first absolve your spirit. I don't know what that means. If your soul is heavy, it will be difficult to carry into another realm. I'm feeling light as a feather. I'm not a guardian for no reason. Your little human foibles are as obvious to me as the smell of your fear. You may as well walk with your wounds in the open, inviting more. What wounds? You have been coveted and used, and at last, betrayed. How would you know? Even if I could not see into the very embers of your being, I would know that pain anywhere. Is that so? When have you ever let anyone close enough to betray you? Instead of just snapping at them, biting their heads off, burning it all? Do you think my broken scales came with old age? I have learned, and so will you. You were a fool to ever think they wanted to help you, those who you thought were your friends. I am under no such delusions anymore. Then why are you here, waiting on my wisdom? Is there no one I could trust? None but yourself. We are a rare breed, and the common, both high and low, will hunt us to the ends of the earth. Your father traveled alone for that very reason. How do you know about my father? Are you not the spawn of Desmond the Slayer? You have his red hair, and his stench. About my father? Any chance you've seen him? In the spirit realm? Yes. So Ruadu took him to the spirit world after all. Is he in the Summerlands? Or... Neither. Ruadu sorted all into those deserving of paradise and punishment. Your father exists in a ceaseless void of his own making, no. awaiting a judgment that will never come. Like all souls that came after his passing. It can't be. You must take after your mother, little worm. You are not much like him. So the dead can't come to the spirit world. They're trapped in nothingness. Father, what did you do? I've decided not to eat you. Huh, thanks. The spirit world is not meant for mortals. That is why only real Magnir can enter it. The knowledge it gives you is meant only for you, like the rest of your gifts. And like them, you will not master it immediately. Ruadu couldn't make things easy. Good riddance. Now. Breathe deep in your lungs.
How will I know if it worked? You don't. Run, girl! This doesn't concern you. Get away from her! You had what you came for, now I'm here to seize mine! Fool! You've doomed us both! That was the last mistake of your life! It is what I do, girl. I hunt beasts where they are my skill. Now run! Cumberworth, Jacob Williamson, Corey Borchers, Ash Williams, Abigail Turner, Zach Zathian Young, Gary Gibbs II, and Sarah Ruth Thomas as Nurain. For the full cast list and episode transcripts, please visit thecalloftheflame.com. This podcast was written and produced by Kurt Kanyes, with music by Adam Halpin with additional tracks by Stephen Cumbleworth. Both can be found on Bandcamp. This chapter was co-written by Nadi Reed Perez. Sonoran speech by Megan Watson. Editing by Kurt Kanyes and Sasha Bloor. Read the podcast description and follow us on our pages of media. Send a bird bearing the hashtag COTF podcast. Join our Discord to meet the cast and crew. But for bonus audio, music, and updates on the upcoming book too, visit patreon.com forward slash the call of the flame. Five dollar and above listeners get exclusive content such as music tracks by Adam Halpin and extended episodes. To ask us about sponsorship, send an electronic letter to the call of the flame podcast at gmail.com. Special thank you to our Patreons, John Winstead and Zane Simon. And now, a message from our playwright. Hello again, my friends. Firstly, I wanted to start off by crediting my own sister, Nadi, as a co-writer for this chapter. It wouldn't have been possible without her. We are that much closer to making The Call of the Flame entirely listener-supported. As Tier 1 is Sorcerers at $1, there's the Magnier tier at $4.50. Now that's where we share the extended episodes, bonus content, and uh, music by Adam and Stephen Cumberworth, which I will not stop praising. And yeah, $4.50, that's less than two comic books a month, or three Snickers bars, or one song on iTunes. Between now and Chapter 7 Part 2, we'll be uploading another round of extended episodes. If you want to indulge in more character moments, some extra scenes, more lore that I cooked up because I'm a nerd and did a lot of research and I want you to suffer through it, and the music of Adam Halpin and Stephen Cupperworth, then yeah, um, think about joining. I've added some more preview uh, material for the Patreon too, so you can see in the description like how much longer the episode is as compared to the original, as well as a better idea of like what I'm putting out there. So, 
think of the extended episodes as like the book version. I think of the public version as the film version, where it's like, okay, that's all that's all nice and cool. We can pay homage to that, but we really want to get to the action and get to the get to the meat of it. That's the difference between the extended and the uh, public versions. So yeah, if you're a nerd like me, then yeah, definitely check out the extended chapters on uh, Patreon. Between now and chapter seven, we'll be uploading a lot more of them. Oh, and one more thing, I want to thank everyone on Twitter for uh, sharing the show. Every time I get a notification, I just light up. It's it's so wonderful to have people share the show and talk about what they like about the show and recommend it to others. Um, it's so wonderful. I will absolutely like and share and possibly leave a comment if I think of something funny. And it helps the show like nothing else. That's about it for now. Uh, thank you so much, and stay tuned for part two. It'll come a lot faster this time, I promise. This has been a Magnia production. I am your narrator, George Hockter. We thank you all for listening.